This is episode number 51 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm your host this week, Sal DiVincenzo, joined by my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fate. Hello. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And we are here to both entertain and educate you. I do that opposite. Mm, Mixing it up. Mixing (laughs) up all the wonderful things that we have. (laughs) First episode. At uh, Middle Country Public Library. So, uh, ladies, hello. How are, how's everyone doing? Good. Good. All right. We got a nice show for you uh, coming up. Uh, I just have a little bit of housekeeping, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure you ladies are going to want to, uh, you know, chime in because this is pretty remarkable. Yes, this is so exciting. This is big. So, uh, big news, overdue fines, mm-hmm. they're going away. Amazing. Woo-hoo. So great. If you are a patron of Middle Country Public Library, you will no longer be charged. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, you will no longer be charged for overdue fines. That's amazing. So, just to go through some of this this text here. Why are we getting rid of the fines? Because the library's goal is to ensure its patrons are able to access all the books and services it has to offer. Overdue fines can prevent some patrons, especially children, from checking mm-hmm. out books and other materials. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we don't rely on the fines, right. you know, to run the library. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going away. If you still have fines on your account, you're still responsible for those fines. Right. Anything new, however, you are not responsible for. And these are for the fine. There are fines though right. that are still right. exist, mm-hmm. and those are for the following collections: video games, museum passes, the Library of Things collection, and the games collection. Mm-hmm. The fines still apply to those items. And if you um, misplace them, or unfortunately if they get destroyed in your possession, yes, you still have to replace. Yes, them. that's right. right. So um, if they never come back to the library, <laughs> you're billed for the items. Yeah. So uh, so that is still there. Yes. Yeah, so if you still have if you have fines on your account now, mm-hmm. previous to January fourteenth, you're still responsible for those fines. But moving forward, you are not. And even on mm-hmm. top of that, now, mm-hmm. auto renewal, right, is a system in which uh, all of our patrons now have access to. It automatically will attempt to renew any of your items that you have out a few days before they are due. This mm-hmm. is a lifesaver for This me. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the I- if your items are eligible for renewal, the system will renew them and add the extension to the existing due date. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if the existing due date is three days from now, from that date, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it goes 21 extra days for that item, or seven days if it's a right. seven-day right. item. That's only for items that are not on hold. So right. if you have mm-hmm. something that, yeah. if you're a patron that's looking for something that you want to take out and you're like, oh, this person's going to have it on auto renewal no. forever. No, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. If it's on a hold, um, it will not auto renew. Mm-hmm. You'll get a message that says, uh, if you're signed up for the messages, you'll get messages that says it's due. Mm-hmm. For more information on this, you can visit our website at mcplibrary.org. Amazing, right? I mean, this is that's really nice. that's very exciting. fantastic. Mm-hmm. No more fines. Um, I remember growing up, like, my mom wasn't the best at bringing back library books. And it did hinder, uh, like, I would ask yeah. to go. And then she's like, well, I don't too much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And mm-hmm. really, we didn't we didn't go. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate. And yeah. So this is really nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's a great thing. So uh, once again, Middle Country hitting it out of the park there. So mm-hmm. no more fines and order renewal. Mm-hmm. So that's Very my nice. a bit of housekeeping this week. We'll jump right into our segments, and um, Sarah, why don't you go first? Sure. So uh, Nicole talked about um, some of the children's and 
uh, Black History Month programs. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what the adult department is Great. doing. So um, to celebrate Black History Month, we will have a program on February 25th called Cotton, Dream and Hopes of the Slave and Spiritualist and Slave Narratives. And the programmer will be coming in. She is a performer and uh, she will be presenting songs and, and performing this out. So it should be a very moving program. Mm-hmm. That's Monday from 7 to 8.30. I'm sorry, what date was that? February? 25th. 25th. Mm-hmm. And then for Friday Films at 1, we will be showing Red Tails on February 8th from 1 o'clock to 3.30. And Red Tails is a 2012 movie, which is, um, they tried to have a program for um, African Americans to become fighter pilots for the army and the discrimination that they face. Um, there is some notable actors in this movie. We have Brian Cranston, Cuba Gooding Jr., Terrence Howard, and David Ayelowo. And then the last program that we booked is West African Dance. Um, that's actually coming up the end of this month and February 7th. It's a two-part program. And then it's um, you patrons can learn and educate themselves about sort of the rest of African dance moves. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. Celebrating Black History Month, mm-hmm. the adult side mm-hmm. for uh, for 2019. Yes. Great. Cool. Thank you, I Sarah. I took an African dance class in college. You did? Yep. A whole... Fun fact about me. Yeah. A Fun whole fact. Semester's <laughs> worth? Most of the semester. <laughs> right. Wow. Next week, instead of my expose, <laughs> yeah. it's a video of <laughs> yeah. Nicole posted on... Oh, no. I can't remember. It was a, hard... It I can imagine. Sure. Very hard. It was very different than anything I'd ever done before. It was very interesting. Did they have different dance styles? You know, like how you learn rumba and you learn, you know, the... Uh, to me, it was, was it all segmented? difficult. Yeah, was it like a segment? Was there a segment within that type of dance? Was yeah. there segments? Probably. I don't remember. I just remember being very hard. Oh, <laughs> And it was like the basic. So even if there was, like, I don't know if we even got to that got point. To that it point. was just like learning mm-hmm. the movements and stuff sure. so we'll come to the program and, and you can yeah I, I want simplified to. Yeah. version yeah. very good yeah alright so Nicole yes what's going on so last week Sarah talked about the Oscars mm-hmm. and the movie awards literature also has awards as well it is award season now mm-hmm. so the ALA uh, American Library Association 2019 Youth Media Award winners were announced yesterday at their midwinter um, session mm-hmm. So I'll give you some of the popular ones, um, but there are other ones, and we'll obviously put the link in the um, show notes to all of them. So for the John Newberry Medal, uh, that medal is for the most outstanding contribution to children's literature. Biggie. Yeah, that's the, that's the one like everybody knows that in the Caldecott, like or like the big ones that you know about, even if you're not into you know mm-hmm. literature awards and stuff like that. Um, so Mercy Suarez changes gears, written by Meg Medina, is the winner for that, and then and there are also honors uh, books that were named too, but we'll you can look at that in the mm-hmm. show notes. The Caldecott Medal, so that's for the most distinguished American picture book for children. Hello Lighthouse, illustrated and written by Sophie Blackall, hmm. she's the winner for that. The Coretta Scott King Author Book Award that recognizes an African-American author and illustrator of outstanding books for children and young adults. So the Author Book Award went to A Few Red Drops, The Chicago Race Riot of 1919, written by Claire Hartfield. And then the illustrator, so the uh, Coretta Scott King Illustrator Award went to The Stuff of Stars, illustrated by Akua Holmes. Um, She's the winner for that. 
And then there's a Coretta Scott King John Steptoe New Talent Author Award. So this is for um, a new author. Um, Monday's Not Coming, coming, written by Tiffany D. Jackson. And then, same thing, the Coretta Scott King John Steptoe New Talent Illustrator Award was Thank You, Omu, illustrated and written by O.G. Mora. Um, and then we have the Prince Award. That's another kind of big one. This is for young adults. Um, Excellence in Literature, written for young adults. Uh, the Poet X, written by Elizabeth Acevedo, which I believe was also on last week when I talked about the winners. Um, I think that was on there as well. The Children's Literature Legacy Award honors an author or illustrator whose books published in the United States have made over a period of years a substantial and lasting contribution to literature for children through books that demonstrate integrity and respect for all children's lives and experiences. And the winner this year is Walter Dean Myers, who the last week when I talked about the awards from We Need Diverse Books, it was called the Walter Dean Myers Awards. So oh. then, right, so then he has so, won now the Children's Literature Legacy Award um, from ALA. They have a lot of awards, don't they? Yes, they do. It's like the Oscars, SAG, so, Critics' so Choice, all. The award for best paper type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> I like the deckled edges. Uh, the Mildred L. Batchelder Award for mm. Outstanding Pictures book, originally published in a language other than English and then translated, went to The Fox on the Swing, um, and it was originally published in Lithuanian. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. The Odyssey Award is the best audiobook produced yes. for children and our young adults, um, and Sadie, which was produced by Macmillan Audio uh, from Wednesday Books. Um, and the book is written by Courtney Summers and narrated by Rebecca Soler, Fred Berman, Dan Bittner, and Gabra Zachman, and oh, more. So it's but kind that of like was a the produced, book. This is a yeah. produced audio book. This yeah, is like really like that was the one I talked about yeah. a couple episodes back that I heard was really good, and I was looking like the audio book was supposed to be really good, so it won an award. So obviously. I was right. <laughs> so I tell you, fun fact, Nicole was always right. <laughs> and then um, two more. Three more. Three, yeah, eight, Three more. more. Eight more. <laughs> the Pura Belt. Well, some of these awards you don't know exist, you know, like no. the Call of the Cotton, the New Barrier, like everyone knows they exist, but these ones are good to know too, you know? Well, some people might not even know about the, the Call to Cotton. Right. Pura Belpre Award, honoring a Latinx writer and illustrator whose children's books best portray, affirm, and celebrate <clears throat> the Latino cultural experience, Dreamers. Illustrated and written by Juji Morales. Um, then we have the Stonewall Book Award, which is a big one. Um, Mike Morgan and Larry Roman's Children's and Young Adult Literature Award given annually to English language children's and young adult books of exceptional merit relating to the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender experience. Julian is a Mermaid, written by Jessica Love, is the winner this year. Hmm. And then the Theodore Seuss Geisel Award, also known as Dr. Seuss. Oh, I was going to say Dr. Strange. Oh. <laughs> um, he has award two for the most distinguished beginning reader book, Fox the Tiger, written and illustrated by Corey R. Tabor, is the book that won this year. And that's it. We'll have the rest up on the show notes. Have you read any of these books? <laughs> They're on my to-be-read okay. list now yeah. that they all won awards. So how does the picture books? Do you know how the awards work? So it's last year's books, I would assume, right? If this year's awards is last year's books. Like yeah, the I think it's like that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And that's the American Library Association, mm-hmm. and we'll put those in our show notes. And we, I'm sure we have all these yeah. in, in our mm-hmm. collection. So great. All right. Thank you, Nicole. You're and for our focus segment this week, Alex Blend back in the studio. How are you, Alex? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. You know, 
in addition to everything else that you do here at mm-hmm. the library, Alex, you are the person who schedules our amazing cooking programs. Yes, that is right. At yep. The, uh, at the, the library. And we have some really great ones coming up. And I wanted to bring you down to talk about right. uh, some of them and maybe give us a preview yeah. of what's coming up this spring. Uh, but first, let's talk about winter. Okay. What do we have coming up? Um, we got a lot of good stuff, um, a lot of different stuff than what we have been offering. So um, the next program that we have coming up uh, is Wednesday, February 13th. Uh, Chef Charlie is going to be doing Calling All Chocolate Lovers. Nice. Um in, it's the program's held in Selden, uh, seven to eight thirty. Um, this program's right in time for Valentine's Day. Uh, Chef Charlie's gonna demonstrate his favorite chocolate recipes. You know, I think. Nice. You know, one day before Valentine's Kinda Day, maybe in, uh, yeah. maybe couples can have their date night at the library and uh, celebrate one day early. Kind of. That's a great idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. get stuck in a restaurant? You know, waiting in the in the lobby for two hours yeah. when you can come and see Chef Charlie make some chocolate. Exactly. It's, you know, just celebrate a day early. It's in the middle of the week, but whatever. Come on. Exactly. Let's be original here. Yeah, Do there something you go. different. Um, spring officially begins on March 20th, but on Monday, March 18th, we have recipes for spring. We also uh, have Chef Charlie returning to demonstrate colorful springtime recipes. He's going to show everyone how they can add some color to their meals. Nice. Uh, this program is also 7 to 8.30 and in Selden. In Selden. Yeah. Chef Charlie's a regular here. He is, as yeah. He uh, does quite a bit uh, throughout the year. You know, we usually have him two or three times per quarter and then try to mix in uh, some other people like this next one. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Who's next? Now we're into March, uh, Thursday, March 21st. So uh, that week's going to be big, March 18th, March 21st. Uh, we have Chef Robert Delamore. Oh, okay. uh, he's going to be doing, and I think you might be interested in this one, Healthy and delicious Indian cuisine. Oh, I love Indian food. He will be showing patrons how to cook chicken tiki masala and curried chicken salad. Yeah, so Alex sits right behind me. And every now and then I have <laughs> a little the, peek behind the curtain. I yeah. have the, uh, yeah. Every now and then I'll have an Indian meal for lunch and you it, smell it. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm jealous. I got to get on that. It's, it's awesome. So this will be good, I nice, think. Nice, yeah throwing a little something different you know healthy and oh so delicious yeah. there there's two sessions of this program there's a 4 p.m and a 7 p.m okay um patrons can sign up the, for one or the other i was other. gonna say because these are so popular now. yeah um there's definitely plenty of seats available for the 4 p.m session so okay. you know if if you're interested please uh, yeah, register no, and if uh, you can come early come early yeah that yeah. four o'clock is is good it's a great excuse to leave work early to come yeah, and see how to exactly make, uh, chicken tikka masala yeah, right yeah so before you move on to to i guess our preview of what might be coming up mm. why don't you really quickly describe what these cooking programs are like because i don't okay. think people might yeah. realize that okay. there's actual cooking going on. Yeah, it's it's you know same with me. I probably if I didn't do it, I probably wouldn't understand, you know. But um yeah, these these chefs come in and they actually cook in front of, you know, they set up uh, like what? Like a, a table or? Yeah, like two or three tables up right. front and they have all their materials. I don't know, they use like like a hot plate or yeah, something. Yeah, cuz we don't have a kitchen, but right, exactly. they, they so, make it work. Yeah, they make it work and they do it all right in front of you and all the ingredients they they bring in and the you know whatever it is with chicken or or showing you some kind of salad chef charlie does like desserts and soups all kinds of interesting stuff that they make right in front so of you this is a hands like hands, people can see the, the not not hands-on not hands-on we have done hands-on there that's another option sometimes 
when we'll talk about the spring programs, there are some hands-on uh, where the patrons actually get to make the things themselves wow. and then take it home. So That's awesome. there's there's different ways, but the demonstrations are really cool. You know, Chef Charlie, Chef Robert, they have big personalities. They're funny. Yes. So it's it's entertainment. While it's almost like you're watching a cooking show live here at the library. You don't have to go far. Yeah, it's good. You know, you do have to get off your couch, but you don't have to go, you know, somewhere. And I think that's why they're so popular. Yeah, exactly. These, these, these programs tend to, to fill up, and we, we, as you can see, as you mentioned before, we're starting to do double sessions of these. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, they're so, they are so popular, and we want to make sure that we can accommodate as many people as possible. So. Absolutely. So are there tastings? also involved yes to, to, to good the, good yeah good question there are tastings available you know not you're not getting a full meal but there is uh you know enough you, you, to see enough okay this is see. what it tastes like exactly and this is, oh, that's great usually they they share the recipes with the patrons so you know you come home with and you can actually you know try out these uh, lovely recipes that they demonstrate it's it's a, it's really good deal that's great what can you give us as far as a preview of what's coming up all right so like that that's not has not been announced yet Okay, so coming this spring, so we have Chef Charlie coming back um, for April and May. Uh, Chef Charlie is doing Pasta Pasta on Wednesday, April 10th, and then he's doing Latin Cuisine on Wednesday, May 8th. Nice. So he's kind of going what, international, I international guess. International mode. Italian with the Pasta Pasta and then Latin Cuisine. Chef Charlie, he's he's great, and I, you know, besides the, he's got a great personality, he's got a great chef techniques i don't know what you'd call yeah, it yeah, great, sure, great yeah. you know cooking techniques yeah and he just has such a wide range of of things that he can do so uh, you know it's great pasta pasta and and uh, the latin cuisine as well i'm very excited for for that one these are maybe things that you wouldn't necessarily attempt to cook at home right because maybe you're not certain about yeah. spices or yeah. procedure or whatnot and it's nice that he comes and he kind of makes you comfortable about cooking this type of food he definitely does and then we have cherry blossom cupcakes this is more the hands-on oh program that we were talking about cherry blossom cupcakes with the baking coach and there are going to be two sessions of that because it's you know hands-on little smaller crowd okay um that'll be wednesday uh june 5th uh, the, here at the library, we're doing something with cherry blossoms uh, this spring. Great. So this is kind of to attach, in. tie in with okay. that. Um, with that, so the baking coach does a lot of cool, uh, you know, hands-on programs that we've been offering, and I'm excited for the cherry blossom that cupcakes. Sounds great. People will be able to make them and take them take home them and, and eat them. Yeah, it was awesome. Sounds lovely. So these programs, they're not available yet, but they not will be yet, in our no. next quarterly. Yep, April, May, June. Fantastic. Yeah. Alex, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I agree. Thanks so much for coming down. Thank you. Okay, and we are back. Uh, delicious uh, cookie programs coming up. So mm-hmm. hope everyone uh, takes a look at that. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yay. It is episode number 51. <laughs> it's time for your expose. Uh-oh. What food... Mm. can you not live without like you can't live without this food like no matter what (laughs) it doesn't matter if the doctor said you know listen if you eat this food you're gonna break out in hives you're like i don't care i'm gonna eat it Mm. what is that food what is that special magical food for seraphate go um i hate to say this but maybe i would say like doritos Mm. oh my goodness really that's a good answer yeah i like doritos uh, original or Cool Ranch? Mm. No, I'm um, original. Yeah, All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, that's just junk food. That's pure junk food, but soda. 
Soda, uh, yeah, you're a big soda yeah. drinker. I can't, like, you know how some people are like, oh, I can always have my cup of coffee. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have my cup of poison of diet coke. <laughs> oh, so it's diet. So, okay, all right. Do cool. you um like have a preference between like fountain soda, can soda, bottle soda? Gotta be fountain soda. Fountain sodas with lots fountain of ice. Sodas. Yes, so, it's not. Do you the like same. the Coca-Cola uh, freestyle machines? No, that's, that's, no. Does everything tastes like it has grape in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, now let's get a little deeper there, Sarah. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. Mm. Like something that you could tell us you do or like that for us to know this would be like, I, I can't believe that you would be into something like that. I don't even like is there like a television right. show or a music? Like are you a like, I hate the term guilty pleasure, but anyway. I know, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, wow us with, like, something like, I I didn't think that Sarah Fade, who who we've known now for (laughs) almost a year here on the podcast, (laughs) Mm -hmm. would like, you know, to listen to Turn of the Century (laughs) Polka. (laughs) Yeah, I I think you guys know me. I know, you know, I like Madonna. She's really? A, she's a guilty okay. pleasure. Yeah. All right, I didn't know that. But, but that's not, not my guilty pleasure. <laughs> she's an icon. That's, no. Yeah. yeah well, really. well, maybe. Well, okay. So <laughs> I guess the millennial likes Madonna too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, her current, uh, whatever is interesting, <laughs> turn <laughs> for an her artist. Last, her last uh, album was very good. Yeah. Rebel Heart. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, uh, you don't have any guilt. Anything like, you that, watch, like reality shows that yeah. people say, like, no, I watch all the same junk everyone else watches. You're just an open book, then. yeah. I, yeah it's good, I you're not guilty about yeah. your pleasures as you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't really, I'm sure, I'm sure people who know me know me will be like, eh, eh. <laughs> you're a weirdo, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, all right, this is not a very expose ish. <laughs> Sorry, do you, Sorry, uh, folks. do you sing in the car? the radio very loudly yeah, and badly <laughs> yes what thing frightens you if there is a thing what thing frightens you that might not frighten other people like if I have a phobia no I don't, you don't have to get that deep <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you up at night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well well I don't really uh, I'm trying to think well, I don't spiders. like spiders we don't, you don't like yes. spiders well, I'm, not, I'm not terrified of spiders just I just don't like driving. when they fly in my face when I'm <laughs> driving yes. in my car but Episode I don't eight. like um, <laughs> I, I don't like small spaces okay oh, that's why I like the movie The Descent I told you guys about mm-hmm. the scariest movie ever because yeah. it's just about being stuck in a cave and you can't move. Uh, yeah, like no way out. No, I, I, I yeah, I, I kind of feel like the same way. Yeah. I don't yeah. like good. being in the water where I can't feel the floor. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, All right. That's like in like open water. Yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah. Or a pool. No, you don't like to be in the deep end of a pool? Well, I can't swim. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, can, I can doggy okay, paddle. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I can't swim, but I'll go out there just to see what it's about. <laughs> so I mean, as long as I can touch the floor. Oh, okay. All right. Breathe. Right, right, right. I'm good. Okay. Okay. So we asked cool. Nicole this last week. This is your last question. Don't okay. worry. She's, you notice, by the way, Sarah's been really quiet. Like when we walked into the studio today, <laughs> she knew this was coming. Um, all right. What's your... Okay, Desert Island, the one mm-hmm. thing that you can't be without, the one thing that you need to have. Nicole had a, uh, a blankie. My blankie. <laughs> what, did, what does Sarah fade? Well, it would have to be solar powered, of course. Okay. But I would have to say I would need like music. Like I would have music. to have like headphones. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. With the solar oh, you'd always have music, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Walkman phones. Well, you'll oh, notice <laughs> in any desert island uh, scenario, there's <laughs> always, you know, an album. So you, there has to be some. <laughs> it's provided to you some sort of. Okay. Very good. Sarah, you, you survived your expose for <laughs> yes. that episode. So now we need to go for questions for Sal. I yes. know. Next week. I well, know. I was thinking instead of you asking me questions. Mm-hmm. You can ask yourself questions? I would, <laughs> I okay. I would, I would do like a trivia where I would give you like four things. Okay. And I would say which of these things, for example, mm-hmm. is not true about me. Oh, oh two truths and a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So that does it for this episode. Listen to older episodes or read our show notes at mcplibrary.org forward slash podcasts or email us at podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.